Outdoor lighting, as we made our way into the holidays, I spoke a lot about the tremendous work they do when it comes to holiday lighting, but your the beauty of your home, the security of your home, with permanent outdoor lighting uh, is a great way to have, we think security and about alarms and, and locking your doors, and while all of that is important, having your home just washed in, in lighting uh, with that look that just is... I don't know, it ups the sophistication to me anytime I see that, but at the same time, makes it less likely somebody's going to be prowling around. Outdoor, out, uh, Ozark Outdoor Lighting, they do just such a bang-up job, and you can find them online at ozarkoutdoorlighting.com. We've got Friday is, is going to be the long Nick's favorite things day. It's going to start off at Scramblers this year. Sponsored by the good people at Foreman Mechanical Heating and Air. And we're going to hit a number of local businesses with some different Christmas gift ideas. We'll uh, hit ABC Books just for him, Quick Draw Gun, Ming Auto Beauty Center. We'll also uh, stop at Aviary, great place uh, for uh, a lunch or a dinner. And then, of course, you can um, gift certificates. It's a great Christmas idea, especially if you have employees. You're trying to think of something a little nicer than the standard. And then Retro Metro, our happy hour, 4 to 6. I'd love for you to come out, and we'll just kick off the weekend with that happy hour. If you've not been to one before... We have some food if you want, have some drinks if you'd like, Just hang out, have a good time. And uh, also we'll be giving away the the gift idea from each of those locations to one person. We'll win all of them. Well, it should be a simple drawing. You'll need to be present to win. So uh, get there between 4 and 6, and that will make you eligible. All the details at ksgf.com. Uh, look at the weather here in just a couple of moments. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. A federal judge has denied a request from a 19-year-old woman to allow her to watch her father's death by lethal injection. That decision upholds a Missouri law barring anyone under the age of 21 from witnessing an execution. Kevin Johnson is set to be put to death Tuesday for killing a Kirkwood, Missouri police officer in 2005. Johnson's lawyers have appeals pending that seek to spare his life. The old Boyd Elementary School building has been sold more than a year after that school was relocated. The Springfield School District sold the old building at Washington and Sherman to Boyd School Redevelopment Corporation for $200,000. Police say foul play is not suspected after a body was found near a creek bed in El Dorado Springs. It happened Sunday afternoon in the 100 block of North Jackson Street. And the Highway Patrol says two men from India drowned Saturday at Lake of the Ozarks. The body of one man was recovered Saturday night near the main channel of Bagnell Dam. The other man was pulled from the water the next morning. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock 1041. First alert forecast, sunny day, high of 55, clouds 45 tonight, mostly sunny 66 tomorrow, cooler on Wednesday with a high of only 40. Uh, So CNN had a... Story on Sunday, a piece, or sorry, Friday, published by CNN health reporter Jacqueline Howard, arguing that daylight savings time is racist. It's racist because it disrupts sleep, throws off 
uh, your circadian rhythms and can contribute to general health problems. And since people of color have a higher number of health problems, that means that observing daylight savings time is more dangerous for them and therefore it is racist. And you had a really good question about this. I mean, do you think that they know that they're stupid? I don't think they do. I I think they think they're enlightened. Well, and I looked up her little about me, this Jacqueline Howard, the reporter. So she's the reporter for CNN Health. And I was just kind of curious about her. So she holds a master's degree in journalism from the University of Southern California, Anberg School of Communication and Journalism, and a bachelor's degree in communication studies from the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. She's also a member of the National Association mm. of Black Journalists. Mm. Now, I'm just kind of curious what any of that has to do with daylight savings time and how you became a reporter for CNN Health, like a top reporter right. on health. Mm. Yeah, uh, the, it's uh, that this structural racism of daylight savings time that uh, can account for these factors that make sleep harder for people of color, she wrote. Uh, societal and environmental determinants of health, including living conditions, work schedules that don't support sleep, may emerge, at least in part, from historical and persistent forms of structural race. I mean, it's the same crap as always. But it, it's actually interesting because another story here I want to share with you. Uh, a mother of an NYC heiress paid a deep programmer big bucks after her daughter was brainwashed by the college's woke agenda. So her normal daughter goes to college and then comes out. And some of what her daughter talks about, it really speaks to the motivation of people like – because Sarah says – I mean, we look at this and we're like, do you not know how stupid you sound? And I don't think they do. And one of the things that after the girl was deprogrammed, she talked about how she came out looking for injustices everywhere. And this is what they do on the university campuses. You know, white people are bad, institutionalized racism. Every you you it it trains your mind. And that is an actual thing. You can train your mind, for example, to be a positive person. Uh there there are active actual steps that you can take to where it becomes natural if you are a person who immediately sees the negative in something while you start out purposefully when you have those first negative thoughts saying no 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 okay I'm going to find something positive to think about but in your your brain works sort of like a river uh, when it comes to a pathway and it slowly carves out its pathway and after you deliberately begin to view things in a certain way that becomes your natural path after a while it is second nature you don't have to deliberately try and think positive well it works the other way as well when you teach young people that racism is everywhere when you teach people that there's always somebody trying to screw somebody that nothing can ever just be good that human beings can't just be good then that becomes your default position and you can't help but think that way about everything i used to believe genuinely and many of you may that when the race card, for example, would get played or the LGBTQ card would get played. Actually, before LGBTQ plus became a thing, I, I had already developed this thought. So we'll stick with the, the race card. And, oh, well, this is just because I'm black. I thought it was just generally played as an excuse, right? Uh, I didn't get my way. I want to sue you. So it's because of my race. But over time, when you recognize that Many of these individuals have been categorized and defined by that category, and they are constantly told over and over and over again, 
that people are out to get them. I, 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 you can't help but have a society of people who believe that that's true. Any human will believe that if they're told it often enough. And so anyway, this piece coming up, I'll share with you about this mother who literally hired a deprogrammer. You know, like, this is just so perfect because of the cult-like mentality of people on the left. Uh, these people that do get sucked into cults, and there are deprogrammers that get hired if they can get a hold of them that undo the damage that has been done psychologically to them. And that's what this, and it worked, uh, which it makes it all the more fascinating. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, so listen to this story. This is fascinating. New York City pharmaceutical heiress Annabella Rockwell is claiming that her mother paid a $300 a day deprogrammer after believing her daughter had been brainwashed by attending an all-female elite liberal college that left the young woman, quote, totally indoctrinated and and estranged from the parents who raised her. She told the, she's 29 years old now, and she told the New York Post, I left school very anxious, very nervous, very depressed and sad. I saw everything through the lens of oppression and bias and victimhood. I came to the school as someone who saw everyone equally. I left looking for injustice wherever I could and automatically assuming that all white men were sexist. My thoughts were no longer my own. Rockwell, a former competitive figure skater who grew up on the Upper East Side, told the Post that at first she was elated to attend Mount Holyoke College, a $60,000 a year women's institution in rural Massachusetts back in 2011. Unlike other first-year students, she said she did not participate in the moho chop, an initiation ritual meant to shrug off gender roles by cutting one's hair. I mean, I'm... you, you get the cult accusation thrown from both sides. People say Trump supporters are a cult. When you look at the behavior of the left, though, it is lockstep with cult behavior. Everybody having to cut their hair a certain way in order to sh- shrug off gender roles. By her junior year... Rockwell told the Post that she noticed a shift in herself after taking a gender studies class. Quote, this professor tells me about the patriarchy. I barely knew what the word meant. I didn't know what she was talking about. I wasn't someone that was into feminism. I just knew that I felt I had always been free to do what I wanted. I never experienced sexism, but I was told. There's the patriarchy, and you don't even understand it's been working against you your whole life. You've been oppressed, and you didn't even know it. Now you have to fight it. And I just went down this deep rabbit hole, she said. That's when she changed her relationship with her mother, whom she once considered a best friend. Quote, I felt I had to teach her how she was wrong and expose her, and to do that with everyone who did not see things correctly, she said. The professors encouraged alienation from parents, even offered their homes to stay in. They'd say, like, quote, don't see them. You can come stay with us for the holidays. Most of my classmates believed all this stuff, too. If you don't, you were ostracized. Again, it's all, this is how cults behave. They alienate you from your family. 
They tell you that your family is against you, that you know the only way that your family can be good is to come aboard. They ostracize anyone who does not agree lockstep with the leadership. Her mother, Melinda Rockwell, told the Post that she believed that her daughter had been brainwashed. She admitted that during one heated argument at the family's Palm Beach, Florida home, she threw a vase through a window in anger over what had become of her daughter. In addition to the costly deprogrammer, she also enlisted help from her daughter's former tennis coach, Scott Williams, but was warned that it might take seven years before Annabella would revert to her old ways of thinking, which was just thinking at all. Her mother said it was like walking a tightrope. I couldn't push too hard or I'd lose her, but if I let go, I felt I might not see her again. It was as bad as trying to get a child off the streets who's on heroin. Everyone is so sure it won't happen to their child, but it will. Professors and older students tell the students that they are special. It's like they are anointed, and they tell them how oppressed they are and what victims they are and how they should go out into the world and be activists to stop the oppression. Another former Mount Holyoke College student, 29-year-old conservative activist Laura Loomer, spoke to the Post about the campus culture, saying that she left after just one semester freshman year due to bullying. Quote, the entire culture there revolved around hating men and being a lesbian. Mount Holyoke and all the Seven Sisters schools were designed to be these elite institutions for women at a time when places like Harvard just took men, but they're no longer places for ideas and debate and a well-rounded education. They are centers for indoctrination. If you send your kids there, you are signing them up to hate the patriarchy and white people and the founding stock of our country. It's a bastardization of higher education for the sake of weaponizing naive young women for the sake of advancing a toxic agenda. Annabella Rockwell, who worked for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign after graduating with a history degree, credited her mother's relentlessness with saving her. She told the Post, if my mom had not kept harping at me and not giving up, I know where I would be right now. Mount Holyoke met its match in my mother. If it wasn't for her, I'd probably be living in Massachusetts. Does this not tell you why academia has been so adamant about saying parents should have no say in education? Why it is that the left, that the the Biden administration actively seek to portray parents who were relentless in their pursuit to have a say in their child's education, were tantamount to domestic terrorists. I mean, here you have someone who was saved because of the relentlessness of her mother in the face of higher education in this country. She said, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably be living in Massachusetts working for some super progressive politician, hanging out with people I had nothing in common with, except ideology and drinking all the time. I'd be miserable. But I'd be too stubborn to look at myself in the mirror. I had to really humble myself to admit I was wrong and that everything I was told was so hypocritical. She also said her views began to change during the 2020 George Floyd protest. Quote, my social media feed was an echo chamber of everything I'd been taught at Mount Holyoke. Everyone had the black square, and it was all no justice, no peace. But I was starting to think to myself, right there, that's that's it right there. I started to think to myself. 
Quote, why are we burning down businesses in the name of empowerment? How is this helping black people? It just doesn't make sense. It just began to click in that moment about how hypocritical it was. Rockwell, who now fundraises for conservative advocacy group PragerU, said her intention is not to smear other classmates recognizing how they were all young and impressionable in a campus environment where diversity and opinion was never or diversity of opinion was never allowed. You know, the only diversity that really truly matters. Now while that is obviously a piece to warn people about the dangers of higher education in this country and how much it cost for your children to stop thinking, to instead follow the, the doctrine of the cult, to believe that, that you as their parents, if you disagree... You look at people like an actress, you know, she's in the Hollywood version of this, who recently said that her parents were, uh, what did she say, she thought they sympathized with Nazis or something. I mean, just a horrible, that uh, clearly, you look at something like that from the outside and you think that's a nutty thing to say, but that's what they train people to believe. And that your parents are a danger, an obstacle to your enlightenment. And so you must cut them off. This is what they will, and I know I've had conversations with some of you who have said, yeah, my kids or my you know, uh, brother's daughter went off to college and came back totally different, totally brainwashed. And not better in a, not different in a better way. Not, oh, has this newfound uh, a love of thinking and, and the arts and, and loves to have conversations about in-depth things, but the opposite. No ability of cognitive thought or discussion. Freaks out if she, and sometimes he, uh, hears a, a, an idea that runs counter to what the cult has instilled in them. That the the story that this journalist had uh, CNN about how daylight savings time is racist. It's easy to, as an intellectual approach, to to think that this is somebody that's just trying to make headlines. This is an individual that um, it, it, it clearly knows that that's a nutty assertion. But when you recognize, when you hear stories like this and you recognize that there is brainwashing that takes place and we've got an author the week coming up this Thursday, which is, it, it ties into all of this. She is a former, um, formerly with the CIA, not like the uh, 51 that spread the misinformation that the Hunter Biden laptop was uh, fake, but one who has recognized what is happening in this and how it is that the left is is doing this sort of thing. And they use people's desire to fit in in order to get them into this place. Uh, they they demonstrate that others get ostracized and, and they utilize that fear of loneliness 
that most people ultimately have. We don't want to be isolated for the most part. I mean, you do rarely get the individuals, but ultimately, to some degree, we, we don't want to be the outsider. And, and that is used against us as human beings. And that's what they do with these college campuses. They ostracize, they name call uh, in order to get you to comply, even people within those very categories, which is why you have uh, white people. Usually, we hear that there are the, the, the uh, individuals with a degree, which means they went through the university system, that dis- disproportionately believe that even as white people, they're racist, even if they don't know it. I, it, it is angering and frustrating when these people spread these divisive thoughts and ideas. But to some degrees, it is, it's not their fault. And deprogramming is the only way to go about it. But man, it's, it's difficult when they <laughs> control so many forms of communication. And it's why they go nuts over Elon Musk coming along and saying that he will actually allow people outside of the cult line to express their thoughts, to say, I don't agree with that, and here's why. They try to ostracize. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I, it. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standard's kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. And now a message from Sarah Myers. That's right. Well, I want to share another great review for my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Chris wrote, the Pyramid Roofing Company was out the day after I called and provided a comprehensive estimate. The construction crew had the old roof off and the new one on in a day. Cleanup was good, too. They made the process easy from me from the beginning, and the finished product looks great. So that is a five-star review from Chris. And I had the same exact experience whenever I had the Pyramid roofing company out at my house. It was a really stressful situation. I'd never purchased a roof before since we were first-time homeowners, and uh, they made the process incredibly simple for me and the husband. So whether you need a roof repair, maybe a whole new roof, or you just want to get an estimate, I highly recommend Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company. You can give them a call today. They can come out and give you that free estimate. You can find all of the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company at ksgf.com under the Sarah's and tab. All right, let's uh, do a traffic update and then we'll visit weather. And in the meantime, I'm going to figure out which of these stories I'm going to get in before the uh, end of the show this morning. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm going to read a Emily Johnson House Theory Realty Review. I had the pleasure of working with Emily Johnson on a transaction last month. This is from Tatiana, um, noting that Emily was the trusted professional that represented. Uh, she was prompt, great to communicate with, overall pleasure to work with. She made the experience for all parties involved. If looking for a wonderful agent to buy or sell with, I would highly recommend her. Uh, Diana noting that she is just the best. We work with her to sell our home and buy a new one. Emily helped make it such an easy process. Both cases, she guided us in the right direction and advocated for us repeatedly. She also took some pressure off of us by offering to contact people for us and make arrangements as needed 
for repairs, estimates, etc. If we were unavailable, she always took time to make things work. It was so much fun working with her over the past few months. We would recommend her to anyone looking for a new agent, and I do the same. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. First alert forecast, Sunny. A high today of 55. Clouds 45 tonight. Mostly sunny, 66 tomorrow. Wednesday, sunny. High of 40. Hey, the um, I'll ask you. I, I scoured for this information. I could not find it. Have you found any information regarding the motive of that Colorado nightclub shooter? No. I have not okay. seen anything. Well, because there it was an op-ed piece uh, in the Springfield News Leader of a, a Reverend Dr. Roger Ray. And he is the pastor of the Emerging Church in Springfield. And he claims that the terrorist who went into the club queue in Colorado Springs last weekend, killing five patrons and injuring more than a dozen others, did so not just to kill LGBTQ plus people on that trans day of remembrance, but to scare queer folk everywhere and to make people afraid to go to the gay bars that had become known as safe gathering places for people who are not always welcome in local churches, mosques, or synagogues. I looked all over the place. I could not find any did reporting. Did he quote his source? Uh, no. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I looked all over the place to find where anyone had provided any evidence that, I mean, that's pretty specific, claiming that his motivation was to not only kill LGBT plus people specifically on Trans Day of Remembrance, but also to scare them and make them afraid to go to gay bars. Uh, and I, I, I couldn't find anything. And I can't imagine somebody would be so reckless and maybe it is somewhere. I, I just don't know how he should have cited his source, uh, given that he provided that as a fact. Yeah, be, I'm be, not be, seeing I, anything. I, I, because if if that's just made up, number one, that the news leader would allow, I guess. Yeah, they it, should do a follow up and ask him. You know, yeah, where did, where, where, did, you get where did you get that information? I mean, are you just guessing? You're just going to guess that the motivation, that's a pretty reckless thing to guess or to assume. Particularly if, and this is the thing that just drives me nuts, the scare tactics that are used against certain segments of our population. And one of the segments of the population, there is this instinct that some people have to make people in the LGBTQ plus community scared all the time. What's ironic about this is he, he's writing about how in the piece that we should not allow people like that to terrorize the gay community, but constantly, oftentimes falsely claiming that these incidents are targeting, that's what creates the fear. It, it's an additional fear because... It takes people who would otherwise think, well, that's a random sort of event, perhaps, or an event that did not have anything to do with my LGBTQ plus status to believe that they are being targeted. Why? What? This instinct to make people afraid. The the, the Pulse nightclub shooting, of course, was a, an example of this and uh, where they went around scaring the LGBT community when this was a person that was very specific in why he did it. It was because of our policies in the Middle East. 
And you have these, what I consider to be psychologically sick manipulators that thought, oh, let's use this to further marginalize the LGBT community and claim that this was targeting them. Now, like I said, I I haven't, I, I looked, could not find any story that uh, provided any evidence that this individual specifically targeted that location specifically on Transgender Remembrance Day in order to scare gay people out of gay bars or in, you know, maybe he has some inside information that the media does not have, but to to make a claim without at least citing uh, the evidence is extremely, you know, or the, the source of of that uh, information that's put out there factually, it's extremely dangerous. And it, uh, you know, unnecessarily terrorizes a segment of our population, and that is the LGBT community. And I don't know if that was his intent. I mean, it seems like it's not, because he's writing this as a piece claiming that we should not allow events like that to terrorize. Well, maybe one step towards that is waiting until all the information comes out and not making assumptions. It's just, you know, crazy thought. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Let's read some of the text messages from the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Regarding the universities, there was this piece in the post from a gal. She's 29 now, but she had gone to college. Just, it was... It wasn't a college. It was a, a girls' elite college, um, Mount Holyoke College. And she went in with this healthy attitude about life and people and treating everyone equally, and ended up being brainwashed and looking for victimhood everywhere. And and you know, uh, uh, feeling as if she had to cleanse society through education of of diversity of thought and so forth, and it took a while for her to to be deprogrammed. Uh, One of the text messages coming in saying, being a current MBA MSN member at Grand Canyon University, I can tell you that they are woke there too. Sad. Uh, This one, uh, Sarah, may resonate with you. The college you just spoke of reminds me of Drury College right here in Springfield. Lots of my friends who are women went to Drury, normal girls, and they graduated man-hating feminists. Oh, yeah. Yep, I was a, a college student at Drury. And How'd I spoke... you manage to come out? <sighs> well, okay. you know what? I took off a couple years, and I don't know. I let it kind of simmer. But, yeah, I mean, I remember when I was a student at Drury, and uh, oftentimes they would cancel classes or give you extra credit if you went to abortion rights rallies yeah. that were held on That's campus great. or That's if you fantastic. wanted to protest down at um, you know, for equality or voting rights, uh, downtown Springfield, they'd give you extra credit. Uh, and I never went. I was just like, whatever, I'm going to go get lunch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that folks don't realize how bad it is here locally at, um, at some of our local universities, but, uh, it, it, it was prevalent when, I was at MSU, but not nearly to the degree that it is now. Uh, of course, some of it I probably just dismissed out of hand because I don't know if it's stubbornness. I don't know if it's genetics, whatever. It, I, I, I'll be more than happy to listen to someone, but you know, it's got to sort of go through the intellectual 
checklist uh, approach does this make? I'm just always a question. I, I like to get to the root of things. So it makes a claim like, well, why? You know, back back that up. You know, I, I need I need more than just your word on this, uh, and then figuring it out. You know, just figuring it out for myself. Why do people behave this way? And so it, it's just I have this instinct to constantly ask questions. So I'd rather I, I imagine just obtuse to uh, some of the indoctrination that there was an attempt to do on the university campuses. But at the same time, I, I just don't think it was as bad uh, as as it is today. Uh, regarding the... I was reading the story, or no, there was a editorial, rather, in the news leader in which the individual, is his name again, I don't know, if it's some pastor, some church here, uh, claiming that that shooter went in specifically on Transgender Remembrance Day to kill uh, LGBTQ plus people in order to scare them from you know going out to what are otherwise safe spaces. And I I looked, I could not find anywhere that had posted that or any news articles that uh, had that information. Uh, but I did make the mistake of referring to the shooter as he. Uh, the shooter is non-binary. That is something that was in the court filings. I also love how we are it, like it. This you are not. It is offensive to not abide by somebody's pronouns. But the left is like, oh, this person doesn't count. Oh, this person clearly isn't non-binary. In fact, this is an exchange regarding that issue on CNN with some transgender activist. Natalie, when we started the show, we just got we got a little bit of news earlier that the attorneys for the shooter um, are now saying that the shooter is non-binary and the the shooter uh, would like to use the pronouns they, them. And this is for the court in all court papers. And that's what um, Anderson Aldrich's attorneys are saying. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that's um, complete ludicrous. <laughs> um, I believe they're just saying that because they want to have um, the easy way out on this. Um, that's really, really um, offending, especially being a transgender woman myself, that a male, which it was obvious with the mugshot, that's a man, that's not a non-binary person because in no way, shape, or form could they appear as a woman the next day. Um, it's really offensive to even hear that, that they're playing that role. So <laughs> it's clear that that person isn't non-binary because just look at him. He looks like a man. I... I it, it's just, I don't know. So that's how it works now? So we do go by looks? So you can identify? So there are, isn't this what we have been drilled into our heads, that we are transphobic and bigoted if we recognize men as men and women as women because it is up to the individual? Physical, you know, physical aspect of it has nothing to do with it. And here you have on CNN 
Somebody who's transgender saying, oh, well, that person obviously is not cisgender or, or not cisgender, but uh, obviously not um, non-binary because, look, you can tell it's a man by looking. Oh, oh, OK. So it is physical attributes that define whether you're a man or a woman. It is biology. I mean, that's what that person right there. I, I just don't understand how these people have conversations without smacking themselves in the face. If CNN had any ability to cognitively, to you know, to process, to have an intellectual approach, would have been, well, wait a minute. So you're saying that men and women are defined biologically? You're saying that you can, that a person can tell by looking whether that an individual is a man or a woman? I thought that was transphobic, but it's as usual with the people on the left. It just, their rules apply when it's convenient. If it becomes inconvenient, then the rules don't apply, and they have no problem with that whatsoever. None. You can't tell somebody who they are. Well, in this instance, we can, because clearly, look at him. He's obviously a guy. Now, see, I'm consistent. As many of you are. Yep, he's a guy. And you can tell by looking. Because guys are guys and girls are girls. And even if you can't really tell by looking, you could do a DNA test and know. Whether it's a guy or a gal. But what happens with these people on the left, they change the rules when it fits them. And this is one of those instances. Obviously, obviously he's a man. I mean, how many times have those words driven somebody to suicide? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Now, when you call up garage experts, make sure that you let them know that you're a listener of this show. And they're going to make sure to take care of you. It's a great Christmas gift idea. It is an investment in your home. It can take that uh, space that so many people dismiss. They don't consider it. Like, how many rooms do you have? Well, we got four bedrooms. We've got two baths. Uh, people don't mention their garage because they're like, ugh, they're all the same, right? The cars go in. The cars go out. There's boxes stacked. There's stuff in there. Oh, we need to have a garage sale. When are we going to get this stuff cleared out? Garage experts can turn that into a beautiful living space that is a point of pride in your home. And... Again, when you call them, be like, yeah, Nick, I, I heard it on Nick's show, and they're going to make sure uh, that uh, you're taken care of, and they're going to get a discount in there for you. But you may want to go ahead and, and give them a holler and uh, see what they can do for you when it comes to a potential Christmas gift. I'm just telling you, it's a fantastic, fantastic thing to do. Uh, Shelly is the one that will come and do the consultation. She's fantastic. And, um, and uh, you know, you can just go from there. And maybe you do a little bit now, a little bit later. That's what you guys can work out. Garage experts, find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. Uh, the IRS is reminding gig workers this week to report payments over $600 threshold made through third-party payment apps such as Zelle, uh, or Zella, Z-E-L-L-E, Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. As a result of uh, Biden's American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, gig workers will now be forced to report income over $600. See, looking out for the little guy. 
Isn't that great? Raising taxes on anyone that makes over $600 a year. (laughs) Sorry, not raising, but collecting. This is the same party that, with the addition of how many, what was it, 49,000 IRS agents? Well, don't worry. I mean, they're just only going to go after rich people. Uh, Oh, uh, you don't need to worry. Oh, the average person doesn't need to worry about it. Uh, Anyone making over $600 a year with cat, you know, maybe you're selling stuff or. I, for example, last week used Cash App for the first time. I hadn't used it. The uh, the service that I received, they took PayPal and Cash App. Well, I deactivated my PayPal account when they tried that crap where the uh, a user agreement allowed them to take $2,500 from you if you posted something they didn't like on social media. So I was like, not using you anymore. And so Cash App is what. So, so that individual that received income from me, anything over 600 and why not just $0 up? I mean, what would this $600 is if that's any way, shape, or form meaningful. I guess it's a way for them not to to at least claim that uh, there are s- some people that they don't sick the IRS on, but though, I mean, over $600 in transactions. When, when they tell you, don't worry, we're only expanding the IRS because we need to go after trillionaires and billionaires. They are lying to you. Part of the American Rescue Plan Act specifically now forces you to report income over $600 using any of these apps. According to the IRS, the third-party payment apps will send each individual a 1099K by January 31st for the income received in the prior calendar year. The specific rules state from all payment card, and I'm also really glad there's more paperwork now and more forms uh, added to this, well, for some people, annual ritual. So the specific rule states from all payment card transactions, debit, credit, or store-valued cards, and in-settlement of third-party payment network transfers above the minimum reporting threshold as follows. Uh, for returns for calendar year prior to 2022, gross payments that exceed 20000 and more than 200 such transactions uh, for returns for calendar year 2021, gross payments for goods or services that exceed $600 and any number of transactions. IRS Form 199-K, payment card and third-party network transactions, an IRS information return used to report certain payment transactions to improve voluntary tax compliance as part of what you're now going to have to deal with if you are part of the gig economy. So, like I said, I mean, it is the Democrat Party looking out for the hard-working little guy, uh, not the wealthy billionaires, right, that they're targeting. Uh, by the way, the DOJ has once again changed Trump seizure evidence list, dropping empty classified folders and continues refusing to give President Trump's lawyer the affidavit used for the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. You remember at one point that there was leaked information that there were these uh, folders, empty folders with classified banners on it? Evidently, mm, not so much. Glenn Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed.